So, we now have a list of a lot of people that Rafi owes money to. The Minotaur Angus, who is an enforcer for the Mafia. Some some money that you're holding on to, and I'm assuming, Frederick, that you're good for it. Yes, uh, I mean, uh, I don't know if you want to do it out here in the open, or maybe somewhere more discreet, but... Uh... Potentia's going to turn to Harold and Meredith as they get out of the forest and just sort of look around and just say... I think you two have somewhere else you need to be. How about I take Oldman back to campus? And now we continue. Having successfully found Bertholdt and rescued him from a violent faction of the Green Fraternity, Harold and Meredith are making their way across town to meet with Angus and square away uh, some of Raffi's debt as Potentia heads back to the university given the distance you'll probably catch a cab catch a, a or something yeah or something across town um it'll drop you off outside the the narrows mm-hmm. uh, and you'll make your way on foot to the address that angus gave you as you approach you see that it is uh, a very it's a very large single story building. And I say large as by meaning that the the doors and the ceilings like of this the like the roof is higher than all the other single floor buildings around it. Mm-hmm. Um there's just a single step up into the building and it's easily like two two of a two of a normal step height. Um, this looks like a building purpose-built for large individuals. Hmm. Uh, it's a very, like, simple red stone brick, like, out, like exterior. Um, it looks like it's been, like, it's a red, just a stone brick building that has been painted red that's been faded over time. There, at some stage, was uh, a name plaque that gave the building a semblance of of regalness uh, in its early days, but that plaque has long since been removed, and there's just two holes where the, the plaque would have been attached. And you see a number of uh, tall individuals, minotaurs, um there'd be some goliaths like larger races mm-hmm. uh around 
Now, this is like a, a dormitory situation. There are multiple rooms mm-hmm. in this building. Um, so you'll have to go in and knock on an Angus's door. Do we know which one it is? Yeah, he, gave, he, gave, he wrote that okay, down. Cool. It's, it's um, in the note. Uh, but how are you feeling? You've just had a, a bit of a day mm-hmm. going through the mm. forest, fighting for your life. So let's, let's get our story straight. What was your name again? Fred? Frederick? Uh, Frederick, y- yes. All right. And uh, she kind of like gives Harold mm-hmm. a look and she's like, and I'm Felicity? Yes, I believe so. That was... Mm-hmm. Any particular reason for that name? No, it's just the first one that popped into my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. And I'm your... Uh, secretary, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, assistant. Mm-hmm. It, it just sort of seemed like the kind of thing that, you know, a business person might have. Couldn't have been your business partner? I mean, I suppose, but I don't know. I was trying to give the air of someone who's a little, uh, you know, belongs a little in that world, I suppose. And I don't? Well, I don't know if you've looked at yourself recently in the mirror, but you you don't really give off a very shady vibe. You know, it's it's more pleasant and genial. Wow, that was a like a, a long way to a compliment. I know, uh, Meredith just kind of looks at him. Have you looked at yourself in the mirror? She, you don't look shady. <laughs> she blinks and she's like, yeah, that, that I, I saw that sentence going a lot differently in my brain. Hmm. <laughs> you can kind of tell that she's, um, she's sort of enjoying making Harold squirm a little bit. Because mm, mm. she's just like, um, you done made a mistake, um, and I'm going to milk this and mm. never let you forget it. <laughs> so you can tell that she's, you know, like she's, she's got that kind of like twinkle in her eye where she's trying real hard not to laugh. Um, yeah, it's pretty great. I'm enjoying this a lot. Uh, and then as you're standing outside the house, this, this, like a boarding house almost situation. An individual walks past who is, they like bend down to get out of the doorway. Uh, and so they would be approaching 10 foot. So Meredith basically has to like lie down on the ground to be able to see this guy's face. Excuse me. Steps like almost over you. As tries to make his way past you. Like this is someone more than twice the height of, of Harold mm-hmm. and you know, four times or more the height of Meredith. Just oh okay. Meredith like watches him pass and like as he kind of leaves out of earshot, she leans over to Harold and goes, I, I don't think I went past his ankle. <laughs> mm. Yes, well, He's large. Uh, yeah. You know, you kind of get used to being really small. Sometimes I forget, and then I go to places like this. This is wild. 
Yes, I, I mean, there are some, uh, you know, I, I've seen some creatures who were, you know, as, as large as buildings in, uh, we, we sort of had to keep our distance because they're quite dangerous, but during my degree we did some field trips and it's astonishing uh, the kind of creatures that are uh, inhabiting the world. Well, fortunately, your height doesn't, you know, dictate dangerousness or not? Uh, n- not until you're underneath its foot, I-, I presume, but no, I mean... I guess it depends on your intention, right? I feel like that guy could have <laughs> squished me like a bug. Yes. But as you say, size does not necessarily denote ferocity, so... Oof. She kind of, like, shakes herself a little bit and then looks up at Harold and gestures towards the door. Shall we? Yes. So the two of you uh, make your way into this this boarding house for large individuals. And the building was kind of run down outside. It's not much better on the inside. <laughs> um... But you, you make your way along the halls and you see that uh, as you pass a, a shared kitchen area mm. um, that there are just a lot of people around. Mm-hmm. You know, this is late in the evening. People are preparing meals. Would you they're... say that this is a very gendered space? Like are there men and women? Yeah, there are men and women here. Non-binary um, folks? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, great. Um, so it's not like a frat house kind of deal? No, okay, no. This is, this is just like a uh, low-cost accommodation yeah, that okay. has okay. shared kitchen, shared bathroom facilities. Built specifically mm. for taller people. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, because there, there probably aren't too many places in the more established, mm. older parts of the city for for large individuals that aren't purpose built mm-hmm. whereas this uh structure on the kind of edge of town in the uh what you would describe as a lower socioeconomic area mm. um, yeah because we're in the narrows aren't we yeah yeah cool um this is probably a semi-recent building uh, but it's you know doesn't have the like freshness of a newly constructed building. It, it's mm. been around for a while. Harold, you've possibly seen it in the distance, maybe as you've gone to visit mm. um, the uh, the Three Heroes Guild. Um, despite the fact it's only a single story, it, it is quite a, a large building. Mm-hmm. Um, it sticks out. It sticks out a little bit. Uh, but this is, I'm imagining, the first time Harold's been in this building and, like, up close. I don't imagine Harold went into the Narrows particularly much as a kid. <laughs> mm. Like, just the fact that you went into the, the Three Heroes Guild with your uncle was probably enough to draw some some raised eyebrows from your mother. Scandalous. Mm. But here you are in this building... Uh, and you get to the door that Angus 
supplied you the number. Mm-hmm. So this is this this door is ten foot high to match the fifteen foot high ceilings. Yeah, everything is. I, I just want to get that across. <laughs> everything is very big is it, for you. Is it tall, Ben? Is it big? Yeah. What's well, also it's also <laughs> wide, so it's wider. The door is yeah, wider okay. than the door as well. Yeah, um, Meredith looks up at at Harold with that same like um, highly amused, but also like trying to hide it deadpan sort of expression, and goes, "Would you like me to knock for you, sir? Make sure you don't get your knuckles dirty." Um. <laughs> Harold probably stiffens for just a second and then well I mean of course I don't know how grimy the doors are I would hate to I mean I did get that manicure earlier <laughs> Meredith grins and rolls her eyes and then knocks <laughs> there's the the sound of somebody moving around inside and then the door opens and it's Angus um, you can kind of see past him into the room uh, you can put his hand on your shoulder and like invite you into the room. It's a for his size. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put put things in the context of Angus, the eight foot tall minotaur. For someone his size, the room is actually kind of small. Mm. Right. Okay. It is a a single room that has been divided in half with a curtain. And in the living area of the room, there is a table with chairs and like a bookshelf mm-hmm. and like a cupboard. There's a curtain which divides the room uh, kind of in like two thirds living room, one third bedroom, as you can see, like the foot of a bed and like a dresser. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, he's, oh, uh, Frederick. Yeah, I've been expecting you. Uh, why don't you come in? Uh, offer you both a drink. Oh, excellent. Can you, just quickly, remind me, um, was Angus a kind of go-between or did he lend money to Raffi? Uh, Angus is somebody that is owed money by Raffi, mm-hmm. but the full amount is owed to other people in the Mafia. Right. Okay, so and so yeah, Angus, Angus borrowed was, money from the mafia. Raffi borrowed money from Angus. Right. Raffi also owed money to a bunch of other people in the mafia. Right. Raffi said that Angus would be somebody who'd be a good go-between. Right. Okay. So some of the money that we're about to give him, presumably, is for him, but some of it is for the mafia as well. Yeah. Okay, he cool. probably is only owed like twenty to thirty gold pieces. Mm-hmm. But the remainder of the you know, four hundred yeah, twenty like six gold pieces gold is a really a large amount in this world, isn't it? it? Is. Yeah, okay. It is, yeah, definitely. And it's the gotcha. kind of it's the amount of money that is owed to a number of people and Yeah. Angus is just somebody that Raffi was like, Okay, I know Angus. He's somebody you can approach. Right. And like give money to mm-hmm. and, and and angus will be trustworthy enough to like actually give the money on yeah mm. cool 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 um angus as you've kind of can gather he is like a a bodyguard like mm-hmm. for people in this elvish mafia family mm-hmm. um who apparently also includes raymond yeah that's right because he was guarding mm. raymond wasn't he 
Yeah, at the black market. Interesting. Now, there's... Everything in here is kind of simple furniture, but well-made. Yeah. As in, it, it, it doesn't have any artistic flourishes to it, but it looks sturdy. It's like op shop 1940s kind of well-made style. Yeah. Right, like gotcha. there's a, There'd be a, a large table in the middle of the room with a bunch of chairs around it. The chairs aren't anything fancy, but they do look solid enough that a very large individual could sit in and have no worry about it. Yeah. Like falling apart. Yeah, right. Um, now, as Harold probably looks around the room and is taking in these decorating images of like okay well like, mm. oh so this is what this what this person lives like uh your perception's just through the roof harold so i'm not going to make you roll mm. um but you can see that the curtain that divides um the the room is far too fancy for this room mm-hmm uh, and you can see that high up on one of the walls, mm. you can see a number of like signatures have been signed. And there's also a few like trinkets and things around. Like you see on like at the foot, like just behind, just past the curtain at the foot of um, Angus's bed, there's a small like a footlocker um, that's kind of partly propped open, and you can see a number of repurposed tools, mm. hammers, uh, chisels, mm-hmm. the largest pair of knuckle dusters you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But the thing that Meredith sees mm-hmm. is this table is totally covered in snacks. Her the eyes go, a wooga. <laughs> Yeah, there's like a jar of pickles. There's uh, like popped like kettle corn. There's uh, dip and like toasted bread and just like snacks. Yeah. Mm. Are you are you expecting? Have a seat. Um, what can I get you to drink? I've got uh, I've got water. I've got rum. I've got whiskey. Uh. I've got some... It's a little warm. I've got some ale. Oh, I'll just, um... I'll just have a water, thanks. He'll get one of his, like, smallest... Like, smallest cups. (laughs) Uh, Which is just like a normal, like... Like a human-sized cup. Yeah. Um... uh, Are you sitting down or are you standing up still? Like, have you sat down at the table or are you still just standing? Oh, Meredith has sat down at the table. Um... You can barely see, like the the seat and the table height. You can barely like see over it. Mm. Um, uh, do you, you don't happen to have a cushion or something I can use? Do you? She like gestures oh, to the. Uh, yeah, hang on one second, and he'll like pull open that cupboard and grab a, a cushion, uh, and then look at you and grab a second cushion. <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate it a lot. That's a good idea. He starts putting cushions down on the other chairs mm. uh, around the table. Are you expecting? Uh, oh, yeah, I've got some, some friends coming around uh, later tonight, but they're still a, a while away, I think. Okay. Uh, so I just wanted to, you know, uh, welcome to my home. 
Um, and he, he kind of pauses, uh, puts the, a bottle of, of whiskey on the table, um, hands you a glass, Harold, and pours himself a glass and offers to pour you. Mm. He picks up his glass. Tarafi. Yes, Tarafi. Tarafi. Clink, clink. And has a drink. Ah. So, uh, I don't want to take up, I guess, too much of your time, but I'd love to hear a bit more about how you knew Rafi. Yes, well, as you can imagine, he uh, he had a lot of financial wheelings and dealings. Um, he was part of the rogue society, uh, you know, at uh, at the university, and I was studying accounting there, and uh, you know, I I sort of got got to being sort of friends with him just by uh, you know getting to know him on campus, and it became clear that he needed a little help occasionally, you know, moving things around. Uh, you know, I was trying to sort of help him out of those kind of sticky situations he was so good at getting himself into. And, uh, yes, unfortunately, um, I suppose uh, uh, all of that is moot now, of course, uh, since his passing. But, uh, yeah, he was, you know, he had a kind heart, uh, which, you know, obviously I, I found it not so surprising he wasn't so great at uh, his profession you know hmm and you um I mean he he owed money the letter said that you've got 426 gold pieces Uh, yes yes uh I do uh I suppose we should just get that part out of the way uh and I will. Uh, hang on a second. I'm just trying to. So it's 226. 426. 426. I mean, you can shortchange the mafia if you want. No, no. Um, so what I will do, I will give him 20 platinum and 226 gold. Okay. And I will. Move those from my inventory as well. Uh, how do you present that to him? So, uh, what I will do is I'll count it in front of him, basically, um, and then give it to him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to just like really surreptitiously cast message at Harold um, and just like point around my glass of water as I take a sip um, and just like whisper really really closely like did you need me to contribute uh, and you just you, you would just get this like real subtle like no basically um, okay. like shake of the head from Harold um, and Meredith is just going to go back to drinking and is not going to argue because <laughs> we all know how she feels about money 
Well, I, I did. I did、um, borrow this money from my father, if you remember. Yes, also true. But I do realize that, like, it's almost like she kind of just realized that, like, on the spot that she actually didn't ask and didn't、mm. offer, and is kind of like.、Mm. Oh. <laughs> Um, as you you count it,、uh, Angus. Again, you finish counting. Angus will、mm-hmm. um, you know, stand up and go over to where the the drinks are on the the little shelf he has. And he's he's rifling through the bottles.、Um, Harold, again, your perception is so good.、Mm-hmm. Um, you catch him knocking on the wall.、Mm-hmm. Interesting.、Uh, and then he he comes back over with a, another bottle and sits down.、Um, yeah, Felicity,、uh, I've got this. It's kind of like a. I realise I had some some raspberry snaps. It, it's. I, I think I don't want to cast aspersions, but I, I my understanding that halflings like sweeter drinks, so this might be something you you would enjoy. She、um, blinks at him a little bit, and kind of takes. You can kind of see a like squish a comment that <laughs> she really wants、mm-hmm. to say. You know how people do that when they they feel a little bit like、mm. she squishes the comment and she goes, "Thank you for for thinking of me.、Um, I am I'm very much okay with my water though.、Um, although I wouldn't say no to to one of those、um, those those blueberry." Pastries? You don't happen to have one to spare, do you? Oh no! Yeah, help yourself to the snacks. Oh, thank you. <laughs> And she does.、Uh, she um, she、yeah. like very daintily like picks up one of the blueberry pastry things. I once offered to pay Felicity in pastries, but uh, uh, it felt it did felt a little improper,、uh, you know. <laughs> Meredith like looks at, at Harold and does like a little sort of ha 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 ha, and then like eats <laughs> eats a pastry. <laughs> but I will eat this pastry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's like I hate you, but also yeah. <laughs> There's a knock at Angus's door.、Uh, Angus, excuse me. He stands up and he walks over to the door and opens it. Standing in the doorway are two elven men.、Mm-hmm. Uh, give me a history check. Both、sure. of us. Both of you. Harold's. Oh, that's a twenty-five. Oh, nice. Sixteen for me. He's in better condition than when you saw him last.、Mm. But this is definitely the elf that you encountered. Uh, on a very early morning, on your way to the lonely, like before leaving for the lonely mountain. Yeah. Okay. Remind me.、Uh, there was a, a very still drunk elf. Yeah.、Mm. Um, who Angus was with. Right. Who said that the three of you, you,、uh, you two, and Potentia.、Mm. Vaguely matched the description of an elf, a human, and a halfling spotted in the narrows、mm. on the night that the mob boss's garden had、mm. a rose、mm-hmm. taken from it. Right. So you know that this is 
an elf in the mafia. Okay. Mm. Does it look like can I does it look like he's recognized us or I'll give this to you for free. He oh, is thanks. looking at the two of you with intense focus. Mm. Uh, like he's like, you know, exchanging pleasantries with Angus. Yep. But his eyes are at, on you two. Mm. Okay. Uh, and Angus invites them in. Mm. Cool. All right. Meredith is going to very slowly and um and like calmly nonchalantly put down her glass of water and her pastry just so her hands are free. Uh, Angus goes about doing the kind of like host thing where he starts getting like drinks mm. and, yep. and plates together for the elves. Um, one of the elves will sit on on your like next to you, Meredith. Uh-huh. The elf that you don't recognize. But the elf that you do recognize sits on the other side next to like Okay. I'm I'm thinking that you're sitting around this table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next to each other. Yes. Mm. On the outside of the of you two. Uh, it's the elf you don't know, yep. and the elf that you recognise is sitting next to Harold. Okay. So, elf, Meredith, Harold, elf. Okay. Like, like around this table. And, they, and, they, and they've, like, sat themselves not across the table, like, next to you. Mm. Yeah, okay. Do I know of any other mm, organisations that might operate out of the Green Narrows? Uh, the, the Narrows? Um, well, that uh, give me a history check. Mm, nine. Um, you know that there are some uh, shipping companies that have their businesses in the Green Narrows, mm-hmm. like uh, in the Shadow Port. Yeah, but they operate in the Green Narrows. Um, you know, there's a charity in the Green Narrows. Mm. Like a like a halfway house situation, like yeah, f- um, soup kitchen type thing. Mm. But that's like you don't know much else. Okay, the green the green narrows were never a place that you had much interest in, apart from mm. like, ooh, I've heard rumors about that place. It seems yeah. like an adventure sort of mm. yeah. That's fine. Continue. Um, um, Meredith is going to smile very brightly. At the two newcomers, and um, and just say hello. How are you? The elf who has sat next to Harold uh, gives you both a smile. Hello. You know, I think I've seen you both around. Possibly. I'm Felicity. How are you? Uh, Felicity. I'm well. And uh, what was your name, sir? My name's Frederick. How do you do? A friend of Angus, I assume? Uh, I need you to make a deception. Okay. That's actually not my worst stat. I'm rolling like shit tonight, though. Six. Uh, Like poop, I mean. (laughs) Hmm. You know, it's interesting you would say that because... You know, you, you bear a, a striking resemblance to the youngest son of the Wentworths. <laughs> Meredith, like, snorts a little bit 
derisively, and um, and she's like, <laughs> he gets that all the time. <laughs> Do you need to make a deception roll? Yeah. Twenty-three. That's a good lie. Yeah, you don't say because. I have it on good authority that uh, Harold Wentworth, good friend of of our dear departed Raffi, has been seen walking around town speaking to individuals about money that Raffi was owed to people and trying to square away some debts. Okay. Meredith, like, looks at him and goes, cool. And I find it curious that Frederick here, who bears just the strongest resemblance to that Wentworth, is also squaring away one of Raffi's debts. All right, well, I'll level with you. Uh... Obviously, you know my family name. And I like to keep a low profile sometimes. My father doesn't especially approve of some of my activities. And my father values his name, as you can imagine. Um, but Rafi uh, was, was a good man. Uh, a careless uh, a careless scoundrel, I suppose, but deserved better, I think. And so it is true, I have been uh, trying, you know, in in his passing, just trying to sort of leave a slightly better legacy for him. I'm sure you can understand why we might, uh, you know... Occasionally, it might be useful for us to give ourselves a different name. But I see no reason between friends here not to be honest at this point. Hmm. See, it's just... I'm curious, because Rafi didn't have a lot of money. No, he did not. And uh, when he died, we we investigated his... uh, financial situation in more detail and uh, his sisters didn't have much and boss well he decided that's just how the way the dice fell and we'd leave him alone but I find you here now with and looks, looks on the table over 400 gold pieces and platinum Squaring away a debt for him. So tell me, Master Wentworth, whose money is this? Well, it's my money, if you must know. I'm a member of the guild, they pay quite well. I'm gonna like send a quick message to him again and just be like, careful. Just, uh, just an awful lot of money to be given away for uh, someone that you knew for only a couple months it sounds like 
well, that person saved my life. And mm. I... I would rather they are remembered as a hero than, you know, as a person who maybe got caught up with the wrong people. I wouldn't want someone to make an assumption that something had happened to him on that account. I'm sure all of you lovely gentlemen uh, wouldn't have harmed Rafi, but I wouldn't want think people to think that you did, and he... He was... I mean, I, I don't think I need to sugarcoat things. He was a bit of an idiot at times. But one of those idiotic decisions saved my life. And so, yes, I feel a debt to him. And I'm certainly aware that I'm in a privileged position to be able to do something about it. That's, that's real good of you. I just have, I guess... Another question where I want to know how you knew precisely how much money he owed. Surely that wasn't something that he said in his dying breaths. Oh, absolutely not. No. Rafi kept a ledger, obviously. Hmm, is that a lie? <laughs> really? Um... I still want you to make a deception roll because it's not the whole truth. Yeah. But I'll give you advantage okay. on the roll. Uh, it'll be 18. Okay. Yeah. Never picked Raffi as the uh, meticulous money counting type. Well, to be honest, uh, nor did I. Uh, but, I mean, he'd discussed with us previously the sort of trouble he was in and I will admit we had sort of already resolved to try and help him a little uh, but after his passing of course uh, we we had a look at his ledger and we, we picked sort of you know the most pressing concerns and, and, and chose to sort of square them away. We're Obviously, we want his family to be able to sort of, you know, live safely in the knowledge that he lived a good life, even if they don't know all the particulars. Uh, Meredith, the mm -hmm. elf sitting next to you, is like nodding in approval. Mm -hmm. Something Harold said is like, touch, touch this individual is like, yep. Okay. Solid. Uh, but the elf sitting next to Harold doesn't seem particularly moved. Right. Interesting. Well, you can leave it to us to make sure that this money gets to where it needs to go. Uh, Angus, like, inserts himself into the conversation, like, uh, pastry, dip, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we'll make sure it goes to the right place. Well, that's good to know. Can I... Like, roll an insight check to see if that's true. Like, if I can... If there's yeah, something funky happening. Yeah, I might do that too, given the uh, trajectory of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm, uh, six, 16 for Meredith. Um, it seems like the money's going to go to the right place. There may be a few people on the, the lower end 
who don't get mm-hmm. the full amount owed to them. Yeah. But there might be people who these individuals have stronger loyalties to who might get a little bit more as like a mm-hmm. insure, like a little bit of extra payment as like a, hey, look what we did. Mm. Um, but also like maybe they're factoring an in interest into that. Right. Sure, yeah. I mean, it's better than nothing. It's probably the best we're going to get. So I, uh, I'm curious now that this this debt for Rafi is being paid. What's what's your story next, huh? What are you doing? Well, is this is this a line under the end of a chapter in your life, or is this? beginning of something new because I see this can go multiple ways one of them Mr. Wentworth is you've just proven yourself as someone reliable honourable and with capital to a very influential family And I want to know what you want out of this. I'll be honest, I don't want anything. I just want my friend to have, uh, let's just say, you know, history is written by those who survive, is it, is it not? And I would rather Rafi's history be written by someone like myself no offence so this is all just charity well let's just say that in my opinion while Rafi owed a debt to a great many people I owed a debt to him I, I value my life as I'm sure all of us here do uh, I was very close to being squished by a giant walking metal machine of some kind on that bridge. I'm sure you've heard of that incident. We have, yeah. Hmm. Give me a diplomacy. What's diplomacy? Persuasion. Uh, persuasion. persuasion, sorry. Oh, uh, that's my old <laughs> 3.5 coming back. Persuasion. It's diplomacy. 25, not, not 20. Yeah. Okay. What a time to roll. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well then, Mr. Wentworth, you can be safe knowing that your dealings here are squared away. In, in terms of our involvement, your debt to Rafi's paid. Now... Unless you want to stick around for a game of cards. Well, I I have terrible luck, I'm afraid. Last time I played cards, uh, a bunch of pixies turned up, and they don't play fair, as it turns out. So uh, I will leave you to your evening, gentlemen. And I am pleased to, to see that the, the old adage is true, that there is honor among, among thieves. I can appreciate that. Like the smile on this elf that you've been talking to 
immediately disappears and he mm. leans in close mm. and he puts a finger on your chest. Mm. What did you call me? Well, what term do you prefer? Uh, he grabs your shirt. Mm-hmm. He pulls you in close. Don't you ever call me a thief. I am not a... I am no thief. Mm-hmm. And he, like, throws you back in the chair. Mm. Meredith, like, speaks up and goes... And, like, claps her hands and goes, Okay, I think we should go. And smiles and, um, and says, I think we've taken up way too much of your time, gentlemen. Um, this has been great. Thank you very much for uh, your kind words kind dealings. I appreciate it a lot. Um, Myself and Mr. Wentworth are going to leave now. Yes, we are. Uh, So the two of you stand up to go? Mm -hmm. Yeah. As you step to the door and Angus goes over to try and like do that, the hosting thing of like, thank you for coming. Mm. I appreciate it. (laughs) Um, the, The elf that you've been talking with. Harold. Yes, you uh, stay safe out there. It's a can be a dangerous city. Oh, inside, inside, inside. Gonna roll. Yeah, oh, four. <laughs> Never mind. Um, well, I'll he, roll. I'll roll mine. Like, just he just rolled a 20. nat twenty on his intimidation. Oh man! All right, uh, this is, Meredith this is, is gonna is... bundle bundle Harold out the door. Then just be like, okay, time to go. I'll just um I'll just reply with like like a nod, like one of those okay. Mm-hmm. Uh and as Angus you're like the 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 gr- like the smile of someone who's like, I'm sorry this is turned awkward. Bye. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and close the door behind you. And you find yourself in the, the hallway. Mm. Meredith just kind of like exhales and goes so close. <sighs> yes, well. A thief? Really? Well, some people take delight in the term. Uh, Not the mafia! Yes, well. We shall see. <sighs> okay. It seems like that went well up till then. I don't think they're going to come after us. I imagine this is the conversation you're like, tapping as you're walking out of this building. Yeah, very yeah. like under our, you know, under our breath kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's like, but just, oh gosh, just keep an eye out, hey? Yes, well, I think importantly, Rafi can probably leave the city in safety now. It sounds like they're going to take care of his family as well or leave them alone. Yes, that was sort of the important part. We should keep an eye on them, though. Yes, I mean, that that's easy enough. Um, I can probably have my sister sort of pay them a visit uh, as part of her sort of uh, pastoral duties, I suppose. That would be really, really good, I think. Just make sure that everything's all square. 
Yes, but... Oh, gosh, those guys made my skin crawl. Well, yes, you can see why I didn't want to owe them any favours. And for better or worse, I don't want them to think we're their friends, unfortunately, because as scary as it is to have them upset with you, it it would be much scarier to have them see you as an ally. Yeah, I can see that. Oh, she like shakes herself and then kind of goes, well, five pies and a pancake. Oh, yes. Excellent. Uh, that sounds amazing. Um, Some late night five pies and a pancake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 